Hey, it's WAN show time again, everyone. I've been having a lot of fun. We actually just shot a crazy video. So, oh man, it's not gonna be up for a while and I hate teasing stuff that's gonna be a really long time. Actually, we shot two crazy videos today. Have you seen the Sleeper Xbox? I have not, but I've seen progress. It's I, amazing. I haven't seen the finalized video though. It's amazing. The power LED is RGB. That's pretty cool. That's the one, like, not obvious thing about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The front ports have been changed out for USB and they okay, work. Cool. Yeah, because so they you, were circle. Yeah, so you could okay. plug controllers into it nice. and like go yeah. full retro if you want, but it also has a wireless Xbox controller adapter, so okay. it's fine. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's got an RTX 2070 in it Ooh. with a six core processor. So it's like nice. powerful. That's cool. If, it's, it's I, really cool. I, I've always really liked stuff like that. Console mods have always been cool. And it's probably the best done, um, like it's it's the most well-equipped mod we've done yet. So we actually ended up getting a metal break, like just for this. Um, it was like $700 or something like that. Oh. Yeah. So Damn. we got like a big metal break so that we could make the, like the metal tray that goes into the plastic chassis. Wow. Yeah. So... That's fancy. Alex is getting all kinds of cool equipment over the next little Damn. bit. We're gonna do we're gonna do some very cool videos. But no, the That's one that I cool. was just doing was um you know those mining cards. You mean the bender? It's called a metal break? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, the like you, you put the thing in and then you go. Why is it called a metal break? Isn't it a bender? Cool. Alright. I was confused for a second, then I was like, wait, no, yeah, I saw that. I saw him doing it. Not my department. <laughs> cool, sounds good. All I see is the invoice. So I yeah. can tell you it's okay. called a break. Sure, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I believe you. I just, yeah, I don't know. But the one we just did was on uh, those those mining GPUs that don't have any outputs and are driver locked so that they can't be used for gaming. Okay, yeah. Did you do something? Did you flash it? Ah, you hacked. Very fun. That's cool. So we didn't actually. So that's like, is that okay? Is this like yeah. two videos in one then? It's no, it's just one video. Okay. Because um. But you convert a card to work for gaming. Yeah. In that video. Yeah, it's that's it's, a packed video. It's cheap. It's really cheap. It's like super cheap. Anyway, we're because not recommending they must be it. Fire selling them. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Watch the video. That sounds like you... a very do yeah. not recommend, but a very fun project at the same it time. Was fun. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah. Um, so we've got a few kind of big stories for you guys today. Um, Floatplane's busy talking about whether or not I have a dent in my head. That's fun. I do, in fact, but I'm Me not going to tell you why. Do you? Where? Yeah. Uh, it's less obvious, but it's here. Give me your finger. I see yours. Yeah. But it's right here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it feels like about it's, the same. It's pretty. It's yeah. pretty denty. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, it, we both it, have dents in our head. It, it's it runs from here, but it, it's like much shallower here, so it's less obvious. Okay, yeah, all the way back to about here. Okay. Yeah. I think it's actually from hitting my head. Mine is too. I'm not sure though. Okay. Because I didn't. Okay. Well, I'm that's very sure about mine. Okay. So what I did was I was running around. I must have been about. <laughs> I must have been. I wasn't school aged yet. It's my one memory from before school. Okay. Um, so that would lead me to think that I probably did hit pretty hard. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking like, hmm. <laughs> uh, tell, me, tell me yours first though. Okay, uh, I don't know exact age. I'm guessing three or four. My mom's in the doctor's office. Yeah. I'm chilling with her in the doctor's office. Fortunately, you were in a doctor's office. No, exactly. That's, this is like the best part about the whole story. I'm sitting on a chair, and I both I can't show the stream this, but I both my hands grabbing the edge of the chair. Yeah. And I'm just kind of like, do-do-do. 
and I and just go bolts. too far. Oh. No, no, I just went too far, and just I'm so I'm probably like two or three, so I just don't catch myself. <laughs> just wham! <laughs> Doctor just picks me up, puts me on the table, stitch back together. I guess you're good to go. Way later down the line, we figured I have like this. Yeah, divot crack kind of thing in my skull, but it's fine. So sounds good. Cool. Yeah. Um. So <laughs> I was playing a chase me daddy game. Oh boy. And I was in socks, and there was a hardwood floor <laughs> involved. And so my dad was renovating our house for the umpteenth bazillionth time, and doing it himself. And so you know everything was always kind of in a state of semi finished in the house that I grew up in. And anyway, I go. Oops. So I go whipping around a corner, my legs go out, and he had just removed the door that I was running through and the hinge was still there. Oh no! So as far as I can tell, the angle of it lines up such that I, I smoked the exposed, like the cylinder, hinge cylinder. Oh. And so it actually didn't break the skin. I didn't bleed, but I hit my head really hard. Holy cow. And like, I still remember how upset I was. Yeah. And like, that feeling, that was probably the first time in my life that I was really, I have no control right now. Whatever happens is going to happen. And I hurt myself a lot. Uh, wow. Like, that was the sensation that, that I still, like, it's like, more of an emotional memory than that like. That story a, hurts me. Like, it, like I, can, I can feel it. I was going full bore. Like, I was only like three or four or whatever, but oh I was my going. God. Um, so there you have it, guys. Uh, you're getting the news cool. today from uh, people who have. <laughs> I mean, this is this is pre like you know, people knowing about or caring about concussions. Yeah. But we've both yeah, got yeah. Uh, DHS. <laughs> Dented head syndrome. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I'm I, down. I'm 100. Uh, yeah. Down. I was. I was just. I was picking up what you were throwing down right yeah. there. I like yeah, it. That, that I makes, like it. The connection makes a lot more sense now. Um. So we've got an NCIX data breach update for you guys. Yes. Also, Floatplane has a competitor. We're going to be talking about that. And, and other Floatplane news. What else are we, what Including, else we got going on? Uh, there's a migration that's still going on. We'll talk about that more later. Okay, let's go ahead and roll the intro. Click the wrong thing. Um, well, that ship has sailed now. I guess we won't be showing the sponsor logos after the intro anymore. <laughs> All right. So, uh, what do we want to do first? Do we want to get right into the NCIX data breach update? I want to drop a uh, migration thingy early. All right. I'm not going to get into. I'm just going to oh, do a, a quick thingy. It's like you can tell where he actually works. Uh <laughs> So, uh, as, as a lot of you, but apparently not everyone, know, uh, we are migrating payments from LinusTechTips.com to FloatPlane.com for FloatPlane subscriptions. If you have a FloatPlane subscription, uh, check out on the forum. There's a banner at the top of the forum explaining everything. Or if for some reason you don't see that, you can go to the LTT official uh, forum. And then in there, there's a pinned post talking about the migration. Uh, you need to cancel your sub and move over to FloatPlane.com. I'll keep it nice and short and go with that. If you cancel your subscription on the forum, this is something a lot of people seem to be confused about. If you cancel your subscription on the forum, you don't lose access to your sign-in option-based account on fullplane.com. 
Your account is still linked. Everything's fine. It's just a sign-in option. It's not tied to your subscription being on the forum. It's just a sign-in option. Everything's cool. You can still log in. You're fine. And by the way, if you want to convert that sign-in option account to a full account, just sign in with the forum, go to your account, go to settings, reset your password, and then now it's a full account or a sign-in option account. They're both great. There you go. More information on the forum. Huzzah! Um, now do you want to talk about the NCIX data yes, breach? So this was posted by Remog on the forum. The original article is from the CBC. Court blocks! Actually, we should do some background here first. So, yeah. for the uninitiated, I used to work at a Canadian computer retailer called NCIX. Um, as did as did I sort of sort of yeah yours was a little more complicated yeah. Yeah. like they didn't even they didn't even try to retain you nope. like when there was a situation where I was trying to take someone else with me for founding Linus Media Group and they were like no if you're gonna take that person you're gonna get nothing and with Luke they were just like sure does he even work here <laughs> <laughs> technically not well so I was a contractor yeah. I wasn't even an employee same with Ed yeah <laughs> they just gave zero F's about you guys like see that's the thing like they don't even recognize some of their best talent on the team <laughs> they're just like let it walk out the front door anyway. and then they tried to restart the channel afterwards but they let us go which was like, oh, okay. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Anyway, anyway. So um, I used to work it's at NCIX. Out of um, if you're not familiar with NCIX, they were kind of like Canadian Newegg and Canadian Micro Center. But because they're Canadian, they were just like smaller and crappier in every way than either of those companies. <laughs> um, not crappier in every way than Newegg. They've done some pretty, they've done some interesting, there's some interesting stuff that's happened over there actually. You know what? And I don't know anything about Micro Center. You know what? They were smaller. That's all I'll say. Um, anywho, they went out of business uh, over a, wow, it was over a year ago. Holy crap. Like late last year. And yeah. in the course of going out of business, it became even more apparent to those of us who had worked there, and I guess became apparent to the people who didn't work there, how poorly run certain aspects of the business were. And one particular aspect of the business that was shockingly poorly run, as it came to light, was its data security and its management of private information. Yeah. So there was a leak that came to light um i don't i don't remember so i'm not gonna guess but it came to light sometime after the company announced its closure and the bankruptcy auction which i actually attended that was really it was both kind of it was both interesting and like kind of emotional i don't know it was, it was interesting you, should, you can check out the video there's actually two parts um but after the bankruptcy auction it emerged that some of the servers which i had actually raised questions about in my video not the server specifically, but the mountains of customer data that were just sitting there on pallets on the auction floor. They weren't for sale. There wasn't a lot number on them, but like it was just there. Nothing would have prevented me from sitting there and opening a box of invoices and looking through and just reading people's addresses and phone numbers. It's like it was right there. And so it really came to light that the handling of private data in this whole endeavor was not being done very well. And one of the things that a lot of people wondered about is what about the servers? Because NCIX's servers were, um, they used, they started using AWS about three years before we went down, I guess. Um, but I think it was mostly as a load balancing or like traffic spike, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Mitigation strategy. So the, the site itself was for the most part hosted out of servers 
in the warehouse itself. Yeah. So that means that all the user data, uh, any authentication that they were doing, it was all handled in-house. And to put this in perspective, when I started, and it wasn't quite this bad by the time I left, but when I started, the server room was quite literally those, I don't think you ever saw this, those metal wire like racks that you get at Costco or whatever with old towers, like like full of old towers, like 30 plus, 40 plus old towers, many of them just running like Durons. <laughs> that was literally what ran the NCIX website back in, that must've been around 2012. No, 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 because, oh wow, LMG's been around for six years, holy crap. I gotta so sell AJ on doing that. Would've been around six years before that. So this save, save some money on infrastructure. Would've been like 2005, 2005, <laughs> 2006, that era. That was already unacceptable, like even then. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, what happened was the servers showed up in a Craigslist ad. So it turned out that the story, as far as I've been able to follow along with, is that um, the auctioneer sold the servers as physical hardware without any due diligence having been done either by NCIX or its bankruptcy trustee or the auctioneer, actually there are three parties here that didn't do any due diligence as far as I can tell, um, were sold just as hardware without actually wiping them. Yeah, because the, so the landlord was frustrated because apparently they didn't get paid for some amount of months or whatever. So they were trying to fire sell stuff to get money back. That's why there was the auction. So the landlord didn't oh. care and they were just like Bleh. so the landlord was arranging the, the auction la I, thought I think this the landlord the sold trustee. the servers i think the landlord sold the servers okay okay um, so there's yet another issue here wow let me check this out real quick. If you want a really, really good recount of the history of how all this kind of stuff came together, there's privacyfly.com slash articles slash NCIX underscore breach. Yeah, they did a good job. Or just Google privacyfly NCX breach. But basically what happened was the servers, however the person got them, showed up for sale on Craigslist, not as servers, but as specifically servers with credit card information, address information, names, phone numbers, social insurance numbers, which is the Canadian equivalent of a social security number, a number that you, unless you're under witness protection, like cannot change in your life and is the kind of thing that is required, um, like an employer has to collect it in order to uh, create the T4, which is our um, like annual tax form and all that kind of stuff um, to make sure that people aren't working illegally. Like this is actually very important information for identity thieves to get their hands on. And they were specifically selling either, I think it was like partial the data or all the data or the servers with the data if you didn't want the data getting out to anyone else. And it has been confirmed that that data, even though the police did raid the guy and confiscate the servers. Oh, it's out. It has been confirmed that that data is out there. So anyone who uh, shopped at NCIX or especially worked there because they have even more information about you yeah. and me yeah. and her. Yeah, and other her and tons Talking of other people. And me. <laughs> and, you know, it doesn't matter. Anyway, the point is 
our data is out there, so you have to make sure that you're doing everything you can to uh, protect it, which I yeah. have taken all the sort of usual steps, and I'm not going to talk too much about what I've done, but no. it's done. Luckily, I was somewhat more protected than you were, although not as protected as a customer was because I was also a customer, because contractor has yeah. some barriers compared to employee. So yeah. my, my side is not as screwed up. So the information was just on there. A lot of it was unencrypted. I actually got an apology note. It was actually um, all unencrypted. Saying, you know, I did everything I could, and so I kind of said, okay. <laughs> what, what, did, what did they do? I don't know. Not as far enough. as I can tell, nothing. Not enough. <laughs> the thing that I have tried nothing, and I'm all out of ideas. The thing that <laughs> D-ban is really hard. The thing that kind of <laughs> baffles me about um, all of this really is because, okay, so the thing with a bankruptcy trustee is that they'll come in like unexpectedly so that you won't have a chance to like, you know, walk out of the office with a bunch of GTX whatevers, you know, to just flip on Craigslist after the fact. Like, <laughs> that's a thing that like, happens. They'll just come in and lock the doors. But like... NCIX must have known that it was close. Like, if I knew that sometime in the next month, or, I've already let all of the staff go, sometime in the next month or so, you know, that might be the time to kind of like encrypt some drives. Yeah. I'm not saying delete everything, like, like pour gasoline on it and light it on fire. I'm saying maybe at least encrypt it. Or pour gasoline on it and light it on fire. Or that. Or deban it. Deban's really easy. Derek's boot well, and nuke. The thing is, like, there was a whole thing where the original owner slash trustee had a disagreement about who owned the IP of like the actual uh, platform on which the site was built, um, because it was like sort of a separate company. Blah blah. We tried to buy it at, at one point. Yeah. Anyway, one of the things that they disagreed who owned was the actual customer data, and that was something they were actually trying to sell. So they didn't want to just light it on fire. Okay, but you, I don't think you can. Anyway. I'm going to jump in and say one quick thing about the landlord thing. Apparently, yeah. NCX's previous landlord uh, was owed about $150,000 in past due rent. Now, um, and they had abandoned the hardware there. The landlord huh. uh, decided to try to recover some of the money at the abandoned warehouse. So they worked with someone named Jeff. In exchange for trying to recover some of the money, he was able to copy the source code and database. Uh, because he claimed it was to help his development team on a project. So he got the source code for the website and all of the database information and all the servers because he was given them in order to try to sell them, so then he just copied all the data off <coughs> them. Okay, so cool. That's really great. Hooray. Um, that would be a thing. Yeah. Um, sorry, Nick, I will get to you in one second here. We're just we're getting through this like very heavy topic here. Yeah. Source code for NCIX.com. <laughs> yeah. No one probably wants it anyways. Probably so. not worth much, by the way. Um, okay. Ah, uh, shoot. I forget where I was going to go with this. But uh, anyway, so this whole thing happened. A lot of people were really mad. And so there was a proposed class action suit. Yeah. Um, about that where people were like they were mad i mean that's how class action suits get started well, and, and people's like full customer information including full address and credit card number and everything and employees yep. like very important information was all leaked this will cause yep. financial damage yes in some it form will yeah uh or probably has already yeah um so they were alleging that there was a massive personal data breach and that they should be compensated in some way but um the ruling on it so far is that the 
class action will not be allowed to proceed against the trustee for the bankrupt NCIX, and that is the Bora Group. Uh, other defendants included NCIX's landlord. And this is the really confusing thing. I don't know how NCIX managed to owe their landlord so much because they actually owned that building up until the fire sale leading up to NCIX ultimately dissolving. So they couldn't have been owing their landlord that much because they wouldn't have been paying rent until the ownership of the building actually changed. Now, that's more common than you would think. A company selling the building that it occupies no, I, I, to raise cash. I understand that part. Yeah. I, I don't understand that, like, there's... I under, they had a lot of building space, but it still shouldn't have been 150 grand. I don't. Hmm. They did um, have a lot of building space, though, in a pretty high desirable. Well, I can tell. I can area. tell you based on what I know about commercial lease rates, which I know a thing or two about. I can yeah. tell you that that building probably cost in the neighborhood of forty plus thousand dollars a month to lease. So it could have been three months. Yeah. So I, okay, maybe it's not that unbelievable. Maybe, maybe they literally the never paid them after they sold the building. That could have happened. They could have sold the building and never paid it's them like, back. Yo, we just gave you like thirteen million dollars. We know you have the money. <laughs> you owe us money, dude. Like, what a complicated relationship that is. Yeah. Um. Okay. So the potential defendants were the Boer Group, the trustee, um, NCIX's landlord, and the company responsible for auctioning off the computer firm's old equipment. So the plaintiff, former NCIX customer Warner Kipling, says he gave the company his name, address, and debit and credit card details and claims the firm failed to properly encrypt that information and the personal data of at least a quarter million people. The thing that irks me on this part is they didn't even, it doesn't even seem like they tried. Like, it's not like they had a security system in place and there was a failure or a breach. It was like, they had unencrypted data, and they gave it away. So because NCIX is bankrupt, the claim against it was stayed automatically. What money? There's no money. Um, now, it's possible to sue the trustee, but only with the express leave of the court. Um, this extra step is necessary to protect officers of the court, including trustees, from baseless, frivolous, or vexatious lawsuits, which, was either, which would otherwise interfere with the due administration of the bankrupt's estate. So the Supreme Court master described the plaintiff's evidence as inherently unreliable and as bare allegations not supported by fact. The plaintiff has not satisfied even the relatively low <laughs> threshold required to justify the court exercising its discretion in favor of leave. She said that there simply wasn't enough admissible evidence to allow the claim to proceed. So here's the evidence. Warner submitted an affidavit swearing his belief that customer databases were mishandled during bankruptcy proceedings under the supervision of the trustee. Uh, there was a post on the cybersecurity website Privacy Fly by Travis Durning. Um, during, excuse me. And he alleged he'd seen customers' financial information and the personal tax details of former NCIX employees. Anyway. Uh, During filed an affidavit on behalf of Warner, uh, but it is very difficult to extract any admissible and reliable evidence from that document. Uh, there's information taken from blog posts and YouTube videos created by two people who said they attended the NCIX equipment auction. However, Warner did not obtain legal affidavits from those two people. So the response is that it's inherently, inherently unreliable and amounts to double hearsay. Um, Richmond RCMP opened an investigation into the breach in September, but that ended without police recommending any charges. And basically, people's privacy has been compromised, but um, there's really... The biggest problem I have no with one this to chase. is what's... This essentially opened a door for any, I guess, Canadian company in the future to just willfully sell any data they want Now, no that's different. A legal precedent bankruptcy. has not been set for that being okay. They just haven't allowed this case 
to move forward. Okay, so if you do it even slightly under the table, you're almost certainly fine. Unless that, so if the data could actually I'm not be, trying to recommend anything. I'm just saying like they got away with it pretty. If, if Warner here had the data set and went, I obtained this illegally, here it is. I mean, A, that might put him that in all kinds of other trouble. That might be a big problem. But anyway, that wouldn't be double hearsay. That would be, here's the actual data. Um, that would be more difficult to ignore. Yeah. So we can't say that under different circumstances, this might not have gone differently. But what we Didn't do know- did the police seize the servers? As far as I know, yeah. I don't know if they had been wiped already, though. I don't think we've gotten any further update on that. Okay. But the point is, a lot of people's data is out there, and- uh, we should all be really careful about who we give our data to because in the event that that entity disappears, there's absolutely nothing that can really be done to um This to is a big it. part of the reason GDPR isn't a thing. Um, actually, you know, the subject of people who are not necessarily working in your best interests, having control of your data, um, ties into a lot of the reason for that potential float plane. I, I think competitor is probably the wrong word, but... Um, potential alternative video platform that is also being worked on in the same space being created yeah um but first i will let nick jump in with whatever it is that he needs i'm sorry nick you were standing there for a while oh that's fine um just cs question can you make sure you bring your angel bird my angel bird to cbs do you know where your angel bird is it should be here i think it's been here for a long time i don't know where it is theoretically it's not in my office i think it was given to an editor like over two years ago and never returned. So I have no idea where it is. <laughs> it's, it's not going to be found. So in other news, um, what are they uh, What are they called again? They, what, what, there isn't they don't really have a name, a name for, for it. it. Is it? No, they don't have a name for it. Okay. Um, there's, there's multiple sections where they talk about it. I think that video is probably the most direct in terms of talking about it. Um, okay, let me see if I can find this. I wouldn't play it. Uh, no, I'm not going out. to. I don't want like a... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, basically, though, here's the page. So Jordan Peterson, certainly a polarizing figure, um, uploaded a video called Goodbye to Patreon on January 1st, 2019. So this was three days ago. And basically, the summary is that... Um, well, there's a lot of stuff in there that I'm not going to unpack on this show. But yeah. the summary is that right now... The position that PayPal, uh, MasterCard, Visa. I think it's the, the main one that I know of is MasterCard. Yeah. And the like. But, well, it's that the position but it's payment processors. In yeah. is one of such power that it has the potential to cause enormous problems for freedom of expression. Um, and that is something that we have actually been discussing already because of what's been going on it. over at Patreon. And we have already been working on our own contingency plans for, for Floatplane. Yeah. But in a nutshell, what happened was a couple of, again, I'm just going to call them polarizing figures because that's the easiest, most neutral way that I can go about this. And that seems, really is our position, neutral, seems good. Switzerland. Yeah. A couple of polarizing figures were recently banned from Patreon, removed from the platform forcibly, in some cases over actions that they had taken that were not actually even on the Patreon platform. Yeah. Patreon's position in all of this has been that we're sorry this has to happen, but it has to happen because at the end of the day, 
if MasterCard doesn't like something that you said over there and tells us, if we allow money to be funneled to you, then they're just gonna pull the ability for us to accept MasterCard money outright from the site, which would hurt thousands, tens of thousands of other creators, then we just are gonna have to kick you off. To, to throw Patreon a ball here, they're in a really rough spot. Ma MasterCard and, and payment processors or whoever put them in a very, very awkward position. Where they are being effectively forced to play moral police in a way that they, I don't think was ever really in their vision. No. Um, you know, Patreon has certainly drawn lines in the sand for what type of content they allow on their platform, but this was not one that they had traditionally drawn, and they are putting in a position where they are not even the ones who are able to dictate what's on their platform, and it's yeah. not even about what's on their platform because in at least one of these cases, the infraction, so to speak, took place off, off platform of Patreon. So it was just a particular individual that had been specifically targeted by the payment processor. Someone saying here, okay. correction, in an interview, someone, Jacqueline Smith, I don't know who that is, said it was completely Patreon's choice. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Um, so we do know from our own dealings with payment processors that that doesn't seem that likely. Yeah. Yep. I don't think we should go way too deep into They're that. But payment processors to. are very uh, it is particular. It is shocking how many arbitrary lines in the sand appear to be drawn. So on the one hand, I can pull my visa out of my pocket in a convenience store and I can buy a porno mag. On the other hand, if I am an online business, then being able to accept money from that payment processor for unauthorized content, which isn't clearly documented in anywhere, um, could all of a sudden be a big no-no. Why? Yeah. We don't have a clear answer because they won't, don't answer those kinds of questions. So yeah. we, we understand the position that people are in and as we've alluded to before, we have our own mitigation strategies that we are already working on. Yeah. But um, basically, I guess that's just the news, that alternative video platforms um, with potentially millions of dollars of funding. So I think you had said that he's kind of alluded to a project he's before. He's been talking about working on a... I, he, uh, so in this video, he talks about yeah. how they, they were originally planning on going online with their alternative on January 15th, which would if you can even assume remotely how much work would have to go into something like this, if it's going to have a chance of not being blown out of the water in terms of costs from stuff like AWS, is going to take a little while to build. So I assume they've been working on something for a while. My vibe from this video was a little different from yours, though. Like, it sounds pretty uh, early stages they to did, me. They did, however, say that they're pulling back and they're not actually launching on the 15th. But regardless, they sound like they're launching very soon. I hope... For their sake, they're not setting themselves up on like Azure or AWS or something because yeah, they'll just suck. tank themselves. Um, they could have done it much more quickly than us that way, though. Yes. Um, so Floatplane yeah. is not set up in the same way. It is built using yeah. a much more... Um, <laughs> it's hard to find the right word without it sounding bad. Affordable <laughs> approach. Yeah, well... <laughs> but it's, it's sustainable. 
Yeah. That was the point. So if, if you, th I'll, I'll drop one thing. If you think yeah. about the amount of, uh, yeah. if you think about the companies that have setups like AWS, like Azure or something like that, all of them have an online video platform that is somehow attached to their company. Yes. All of them. Bandwidth out for all of them is disproportionately expensive for no really explained reason. I wonder why. What takes a lot of bandwidth on the internet? Video. They don't really want competing companies to pop up in terms of video platforms. It is not in Amazon's best interest no. for Twitch to continue to exist independently, taking up what percentage of like web traffic was it's Twitch huge. at some point? It was it's like I don't, I don't, it was enormous. It's I, massive. I couldn't remember. Live streaming is very demanding. Um so yeah. so I mean, okay, yes, we're wearing our tinfoil hats. Someone a just asked bit. what Microsoft video platform is. Mixer. LOL. There's one. Yep. Yep. I mean, Microsoft also has the ability, you have the ability MSN to buy video. content in the, yeah, you have the, the ability to buy content in the Xbox marketplace, for example. I don't forget what it's called. Is it called Xbox Store now? I don't Mar know. I, it doesn't matter. I, yeah. The point is, Microsoft serves plenty of video. Don't worry yep. about it. Yep. Um, it's so, a thing. <laughs> so we're going a little tinfoil hat here, but the point is we did it our way for a specific reason. And that reason was that we have always uh, seen Google as a valuable partner at Linus oh, yeah. Media Group because especially at the very beginning, we relied on Google for our very existence. If Google turned, turned us off, then we would just not exist. And so we have been planning for the eventuality where Google might just shut us off or shut YouTube off in general or decide arbitrarily, okay, we're going to, instead of doing a 60-40 cut on AdSense, we're going to do 90-10. Haha, <laughs> what are you going to do about it? Uh, we've been preparing ourselves for that eventuality from the very beginning. So they're a, they're a valued partner, but we trust them about as far as we can throw them. You think about how big Google is, that's probably not very far. And well, to be clear, at the same time too, in, in basically all realms of business, you want to diversify your income yes. stream so that you can survive whatever. So that, that was why the forum wasn't a Facebook page. That was why Floatplane wasn't going to be built on AWS. Because it's not just Google, it's just anyone. Putting yourself in a position where your means of existence is solely reliant on the whims of forces that are much larger than yourself, uh, it's just, it's not, it's not smart and it's not a great idea. Um, so to the best of your ability, I would encourage anyone to, to work towards less reliance on... One singular thing. Yes, not having all your eggs in one basket. I mean, it all comes back to should we, Aesop's fables, speaking right? Of, should, should we like announce the feature that we're using right now for, in, in speaking of like, we want to promote not using one singular sure. thing? So I forget what feature it is. What feature are we using right now? The streaming thing. Oh, yeah, right. That's really cool. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. This isn't available for all creators on Flowplane yet. Yeah, we're like kind of, yeah, woohoo. Uh, we're like kind of beta testing it with LTT, but Tech it's working deals, pretty well. I promise you will hear from Luke very soon yes. if you haven't already yeah. about getting live streaming going for you. Yeah. So, but we have a really cool feature, which is yeah. uh, basically RTMP on our side. So we have it set up where you can stream to Floatplane. Do you want to explain what RTMP is? It, it's like a restream. Yeah, yeah, I got it. Okay. I'm, I'm doing that right now. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so <laughs> you stream to Floatplane and then punch in your keys for YouTube and Twitch and whoever else, but that's all we 
have right now, but it's not really hard. So whoever else. Theoretically, we could support kind of anything that supports RTMP sources, right? Uh, streaming sources, yeah. 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 Okay. Should be no, just streaming sources in general, really. Yep. Um, so yeah, right now, this stream is going to Floatplane and then coming from Floatplane to Twitch and YouTube. So we are handling that on our side because that's something that is confusing and tricky for a lot of creators. You have to set up a server, you have to do all this other kind of junk, do some command line things, and that's above a lot of people. Yeah. So we're gonna handle that for you because we think being on multiple platforms is a good idea. And before you before you correct us that you don't actually have to do your own server, there are services that exist that do this, they also aren't particularly user-friendly, and I believe the one that we looked at anyway was paid as well. Generally, they're kind of clunk. So, yeah. so Floatplane, the idea behind it is that if you're already on Floatplane, we are already getting paid because of the cut that we take from the contributions. That's the way the whole model works. Um, so we just so this help. is this is yeah, we're 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 out to continue to build services that just make it easier to diversify. Yeah, we think it's a really cool thing. Um, and I, I was like, that's going to be very technically difficult. And then AJ was like, no. No, it's not. And I was like, okay, sweet, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, it's not even actually costing us a ton more bandwidth, no. which is really sweet. It, because of how some things are organized. Yay, yeah. AJ, good job. Yay, architecting things <laughs> in the first place so yeah. that they're scalable. Uh, that's actually a big thing that we're working on right now and is a big part of the reason you're not seeing a ton of updates because we're really working towards building scalability. So, a lot of backend stuff. On the one hand, whatever. Jordan Plane or whatever they end up calling it. <laughs> oh my god, that would be so cool. <laughs> Every alternative video platform that springs up has to have Plane at the end of it. So whatever they end up calling it, you know what? You know what I'm doing right now? Yeah, you <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to GoDaddy. I'm going to GoDaddy. Okay. JordanPlane.com Is it taken? Hey! Yeah! Um... <laughs> So whatever that ends up being called, um, it's a terrible name. Has <laughs> they really shouldn't do that? Nobody should buy that domain. Two ninety nine is too much. Um, whatever Jordan Plain ends up being called, um, it has the potential to be a competitor because we were actually yeah. really hoping to position ourselves as a neutral party in all of this, which is a big yeah. part of why we have already been investigating ways to decrease our reliance on payment processors that have seen it have seen their place in the world as the you know um, the decider of, of who gets to speak online and who doesn't. And we like have everything laid out for this. It's just we have so many other things to build like it's yeah. We can't share it publicly, especially yeah. in light of knowing that there's... There's now a competitor trying to do the same thing. trying to do exactly yeah. the same thing. Anyway, so they have the potential to be a competitor, but they also have the potential to be a very positive thing for our business. Yeah. Because this whole, this whole sort of this whole movement where... Normalizing. Okay, we need, yeah, normalizing non-Patreon sources of creator funding and normalizing non-YouTube video sources. Yeah, um, and at the same time. Normalizing the idea of alternative platforms for, for creators is is a good is a good thing for us. Um, so we'll be keeping a very close eye on this one, regardless <laughs> yeah. of the personal politics of the people involved. Yeah. Speaking of because again, oh, we don't care. This is something I in the Q and A thing yeah. that I did last week. This is something I kept on nailing home because we had a lot of questions about this type of stuff. Is we don't care. If you must know, I, I think I've decided to do a chapter. I, I've been meaning to do a book for a long time. Yeah. Like 
partly because just like it seems like everyone's doing it um but Trendy. also just because there's kind of a lot that i have to say that i don't necessarily feel comfortable doing in video the thing about reading and i plan to actually talk about this in it as well but the thing about reading is that you are sort of inherent inherently limiting your audience to people who are willing to read okay so i kind of feel like at we the can, same time we can have a more private conversation someone's going to scan it someone's sure. going to post it online oh, yeah, someone's going to grab a single line but like, someone just, has to read it I, yep i'm just preparing you yep yeah so anyway i i plan to have a chapter discussing my personal politics which is oh boy something that i have never done before and oh boy. the reason that i've never done it is that it's not that simple and again, I feel like the only Quick, way... Quick, everyone, sell stock in LTT. Yeah, I know, right? So <laughs> the only way for me to tackle it, though, I feel is in written form, where I can, I can lay out all my points. I can reconstruct them to make sure that they're getting across correctly, and I can do it in a way that's far more verbose than most people are willing to sit through in a video type of setting. Because the problem with video is that... <laughs> Don't! <laughs> The problem with video yeah. is that even though you can say all those things, you could read that entire script. I mean, that's the point of audiobooks and podcasts, right? Is that you can long form, uh, long form audio, audio visual content. Um, the problem with it is that I have access to the retention graphs. The majority of people in a long format video will never hear the closing argument. That's a big problem. So, anyway. Again, I think you're going to have a similar problem because you have people sniping parts of the book and posting it online. You can, but at least in that case, you've already, you've already laid it out. And I mean, yeah, okay, you know what? You're right. No matter what I say, people are going to find a way to misconstrue it. Yes. I'm, I'm ready for that. Um, I also just, I don't think that as a, as not as polarizing a figure, I don't think it has, I don't think it's going to blow up. People yeah. will be mad. Yeah, someone will be mad. Because someone will be mad. Someone will be literally mad. if you're like, I'm a squirrel and I vote for nuts. Um, but like, yeah, I'd be kind of mad about that because throwing away your vote is actually not. Uh, with that said, okay, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna do one. No, I, I meant thing. like literally a squirrel voting for literally nuts. Okay, All like right. someone would find a way to be mad about that. You're right. You know what? I'm not gonna do anything controversial right now, <laughs> other than say, speaking of us believing in the importance of diversifying your revenue streams. Heck yeah. Squarespace. Squarespace. Squarespace is the online website building platform that for just $12 a month to start gives you the ability to create your own website. They've got 24-7 support via live chat and email, and they've got tons of great features, including responsive design so your website looks great on any device, commerce so every website comes with a free online store. Just make sure you don't sell the wrong things or Squarespace might get their MasterCard partnership killed. Um, cover pages, a feature that allows you to set up a beautiful one-page online presence in minutes. And all they've got their logo designer. Honestly, Squarespace, it's flipping easy. Uh, we actually are redesigning the Linus Media Group website. Um, so it's going to look a lot better. So we've been actually using a lot of the newer features. It needs it. So start a trial with no credit card required at squarespace.com slash WAN and use offer code WAN to save 10%. Whatever kind of website you want to build, Squarespace. Someone apparently grabbed jordanplane.com already. Um, <laughs> we should get a domain registrar because we'd sell one website like every live stream. I know, right? <laughs> $3. We'd make $3 every WAN Heck show. yeah. Um, oh, man. Our other next sponsor is Honey. So you've probably heard us talk about Honey, the free shopping tool that finds the best promo codes wherever you shop. And uh, 
For those who, for those of you who downloaded it, you've already saved a collective one hundred thousand dollars over the past few months. Yeah. If you don't know what Honey is, it's a free browser extension for Chrome, Firefox, and Safari. Sorry, Edge. It just never stood a chance. And it saves you time and money when you shop online at stores like Amazon, eBay, Newegg, Razor, Best Buy, Walmart, and more. Honey gets a small commission from the sale for referring you, so that's where they make money, so it'll always be free for you. It installs in just two clicks, and Colton, Brandon, and a few others have saved actually a significant amount of money using Honey online. So get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash Linus and start saving today. Apparently, Bring us. apparently, I don't recommend trying it, but apparently, jordanplane.com points to Floatplane. Heck yeah! <laughs> Until it doesn't. Exactly. So which is, yeah. don't go there. Yeah. Uh, private internet access. PIA supports a variety of VPN protocols and types of encryption. They've got apps for Windows, Mac OS, Android, iOS, Linux, and Google Chrome with support for other platforms coming. You can connect up to five devices at the same time on a single account. So it's like, I can't tell you guys to buy a PIA account and then use it for your whole family. <laughs> but PIA is affordable and has tons of great features, including DNS leak protection and IPv6 leak protection. Go check it out today at the link in the video description. <laughs> Uh, oh, also, <laughs> lmg.gg slash piawan is another hey, place you can go. Using the link go. shortener. That's way better. Yay, link shortener. Got him. It's Thanks, really man. close to Taiwan, but it's Paiwan. Paiwan. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> it's not. Tai the A and the I are switched. Yeah, that's yeah. not. Okay. But it's close. I said it was close. I didn't yeah. say it was. Yeah. Meanwhile, hold on a second. Hold on. Hold on. Wait for it. Wait for it. Paiwan.com <laughs> is taken! No! But Paiwan.ca. Ah, no, that's available. I've been okay. getting so many ads lately. I'm just curious. What is Paiwan.com? This might be bad. I don't, I wouldn't. Uh, Under construction. Okay. All right, all right. That was quite the YOLO right yeah, there. Yeah, <laughs> just, well. uh, on stream and everything. <laughs> And we've had all of our funding cut off immediately. <laughs> it's gone. It's and it's gone. It's gone. Um, what else do we have to talk about on? I actually Wednesday understood today? that reference. That was a South Park reference, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Holy cow! I got one, boys. <laughs> so, do you want to talk oh, about geez. Google's touchless gesture control using radar? Sure. So this is Project Soli. And the so, idea is that um, they weren't able to they weren't able to move forward with it until now because they had to increase the power levels of the radar above like regulated levels in order to get it to work. But basically, it uses radar technology to detect the locations of your hands and your fingers, and allow you to interact with virtual interfaces. Okay. So it's like a whole new level of theremin. Yeah. <laughs> so you could. <laughs> you could turn a virtual dial, yeah, or flick a virtual switch, or play a virtual keyboard, or whatever. Like the possibilities are kind of limitless. You could make virtual gestures. You could do sign language into your freaking, you know, this this box under your monitor. And especially especially mixed with augmented reality, that'll be pretty huge. Pretty cool. Because if you can see the thing that you're supposed to be interacting with, like if there's a numpad on the back of your hand and you get to interact with it, honestly, you could be pretty accurate if it filled the yep. back of your hand. But if you could actually see it, then that would be pretty cool. You could wear virtual 
stuff like because because obviously you wouldn't be able to do that with just radar but we're talking radar data uh combined yeah. with camera data yeah. combined with you know i mean we're gonna get to the point where our computers have so many friggin' sensors like right now we've got a webcam oh boy we are like just at the beginning it's gonna have infrared it's gonna have like emotion sensors it's gonna well, be able to a pick up on like mic. when you're like sweating it's gonna be able to tell that you're like afraid like it, oh. he's afraid so him survival surprise. Yeah, we are heading into a very sort of interesting future. Yeah. Um, so anyway, after the initial debut of the prototype, blah, 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 blah. Okay, yeah, I basically covered covered everything that's in the notes there. Thank yeah. you, James, anyway, though. Hooray. James. Um, what else we got? You want to talk about uh, the guy behind China's largest torrent site, Jailed? Sure. There's another. I'm going to try to find it while you talk about that. But there's something I want to talk about, which is a poll on the forum. Someone actually used the forum poll thing and it was based around, I gotta try to find it, I think it's under general discussion, but it's talking about uh, optical drives in your computers. Whether or not you have them, optical drive survey, here it is. Someone posted it in the float plane chat during the big stream you did earlier today mm -hmm. and the results are super weird. And I want Wancho people to vote on it okay. so that we see- Do you need me to screen share you? Uh, sure. Let me know when you're ready. In the meantime, I've got a topic for you guys. Sorry, TechWiki. VR ownership doubled in 2018. So TechWiki just uploaded a video about why did VR crash? And basically, the community response has been, excuse me, VR did not crash. Um... <laughs> So Steam's monthly hardware survey suggests that the proportion of PC players with a VR headset plugged in roughly doubled in 2018. Now, the part that it's we're... It's really hard to go from four to eight. The part that we're supposed to... The part that I feel like I should probably point out is that it went from 0.2% to 0.4%. Oh, so it's from two to four. Yeah, 0.2. No, I know. To I'm, point, I was making yeah. it. Yeah. Um, I love VR, guys, but like... Now, it did also go to 0.8% in December survey. So this is about 720,000 of Steam's 90 million monthly active users. For context, the proportion of Steam users running a Linux-based system also sits at about 8%. Now, here's a question for you. If we did a video about why did Linux crash for gaming, would anybody have objected to it? I know one person. Light Saki, what up, dude? Um, outside of that, I don't know. So I kind of doubt it. The bulk, <sighs> yeah. Go ahead. The, the thing is with VR and like yeah. Oculus has their new thing they announced. Yeah. Have you seen that? Uh, the the all-in-one one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. that that'll be really interesting when it hits yeah. the table and stuff. But there was a uh, I love John. There was a few notes that I sent to John about the why did VR crash video yeah. that didn't end up uh, getting put in and maybe would have helped some context on a few different things. Yep. Uh, but it, it, it's, it's, not, it's not doing great. It, I, I follow all the different subreddits. I do all the different things. I'm yeah. still very much in the VR community. It's not doing as well as it was. And when I was literally in the Oculus headquarters at Facebook, I talked to this, the dude from Naughty Dog and he was talking about how, yup, it's not really going quite as well as we had hoped and we don't suspect it's going to for the next like three to five years. Now They know this. This isn't us just saying it. This isn't other people observing it. It's not dead. No. Um, so Rhythm Game Beat Saber was uh, 
was among the top grossing VR titles on Steam for 2018, and it sold 100,000 copies in less than a month at launch. And Mountain Blade's super cool, and yep. Beat Saber's super cool. There's still titles that are coming out that are really yes. cool. There's still content creators and making videos about the games. There's I played Box creators. VR last night. It's still, it's still a thing. The thing that I think the VR community yep. should be really proud about and should be latching onto is VR's here to stay now. People are making money in the space. It's not going to disappear. It's advancing. VR has been attempted many times throughout history and is finally kind of making it. But it's not nearly the smash hit that I think people were hoping it would be. No. Including Facebook. Yes. And plenty of other companies. And there are lots of other problems that will continue to exist five ever. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I said five ever. No, that's okay. Um, Ed, what can I do for you? Prompter, no prompter. We should bring it just in case. Yes, please. Just one? Uh, just one is good. Um, yeah, there, there's probably, and like some of those things are, are being worked on. I've been saying for a very yeah. long time, it's going to be hard to get the general public into VR until you get your hands and feet in and until you get some haptic feedback in. And until you're not trying to sell the general public garbage Drilling that doesn't into your track wall. well. Bad tracking. Uh, oh, not even that. I'm talking like the the all-in-one, like inside-out yeah. tracking that just isn't good. Yeah. Um, and like it, it, now, I've seen better inside-out tracking than before. Uh, the Lenovo Mirage. Have you tried it? No. It's better. It's, there, there's been notable improvements, and yep. but there's been notable mixed, improvements the whole time. Windows mixed reality. But the thing is, is that the the rate of progress, and I'm going to say something that you might not like, but the rate okay. of progress to me indicates that VR will never make it. VR will morph and it will become AR. So VR mm. is the develop is the is I the developmental agree. stage. So have you seen a transparent display yet? Yes. Okay. So with that in I mind, I think I think there will be two yes. separate things. I don't think VR okay. is going to be necessarily the same as it is right now. Okay. The reason why I think VR is going to still be big mm -hmm. is because people's desire to close out everything okay is pretty high okay um and i think that's where vr space will be is removing reality i don't want to be here anymore i want escapism i want everything gone i want to sit in my room and have it all go away and then i think ar is also going to be massive potentially even bigger right um but i i think they will yeah i think they're growing kind of in parallel right now and i think they will split even more so i should clarify I don't. I wouldn't have made an argument that sound. If I'd realized what I was doing, I wouldn't have made an argument that sounded like VR will disappear completely. I just don't think it will hold a candle to the success of AR once that really happens. I feel like VR is going to be home console big. Okay. I feel like AR is going to be cell phones big. Okay. I think that's probably fair. I don't know that VR will be home console big. I, man. It's hard to say. I don't know. It's, it's, we're talking way far-reaching stuff. I could be super wrong. I'm not going to fall on that sword. I just like I it, think it's going to be pretty big. It depends on like it depends on where where AR goes. There may be practical limits to what we can do with AR. And so if we get display technologies that are high enough density for a true virtual desktop experience, like that's something that I really foresee as a way to work better. But that's why I'm saying yeah, cell phone big. <clears throat> like everybody's got a cell phone. Yeah, okay, but what I'm saying is like, if AR can't get there, oh. if AR can't oh, achieve okay. that, okay, okay, okay. then if VR gets good enough that the display density is so fine 
that I can really feel like I am sitting in a real space where I can read crisp text on a virtual monitor in front of me and I can have another one up there or, or whatever else I could see for productivity. Oh, that's like, that's the end game. Sure. And it, people, people try to do that now and it, it's not it's a good not experience. Good enough. It's not. Yeah. It's just not um, good enough yet. So like, just please understand VR subreddit guys and other places. Uh, there's, there was a post that I saw very recently that yeah. was like pretty big. That was like, this is why we say no. When they say VR is dying, it's because we want it to survive. We're not, we have to yeah. be realistic. When we're, when we're standing in the reviewer stance, we have to be realistic. Yeah. I can't say it is currently the second coming when it's not because we will lose credibility. VR is really cool right now. I think it has a lot of really cool applications. Um, the box VR is really sweet. Did Beat you try Saber, it yet? I haven't, unfortunately. What? But I've heard from all that. I can't put VR what in my house. Hell? My roof is too low. I don't fit. You could <laughs> just borrow some light stands for a bit and just like just no, play no, 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 it no. once. The roof is too low. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Um, anyways, anyway, anyways, it's really cool. Beat Saber is wicked. I have played that, just yeah. not at my house because I can't set up VR in my house. But Beat Saber is really, really cool. And like, I yeah. one thing that I always have been saying from the start is that getting nerds yep. including myself up and out of their chair and yep. doing things is such a cool yeah, so idea. there's there's two major friction points here getting nerds moving and then getting normies to wear like goggles and that will get sweat on it and that takes up like like yeah. you see a picture of people like gonna enjoy vr this weekend and they've moved all moved all their furniture out of the way yeah. Like that's actually too much of a barrier for a lot of people when they come home from work and they just want to flop on the couch. Like, unfortunately, I was saying I played um, box VR last night, but then the counterpoint that I didn't bring up was that I haven't touched my headset in over three months. And there's there point. is a lot of people that play basically every day, and that's freaking awesome. Yeah. There is a very dedicated community, and there are people yeah. making money, making VR games, and there there is very healthy things in the space. But it didn't explode like it was supposed to. Yeah. They were making VR specific PC cases. They were making VR capable or compatible hardware, which was st stupid. Like all of this stuff was stupid, but that's how big the industry thought it was gonna be. I would sit in meetings with different companies and they would be like, we don't know if we wanna release this product because we don't know how to tie it into VR. And I'm like, what? It, 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 you're fine. No one cares. I, like, it was, it's driven me so crazy for a long time, but that's where the industry thought it was going. That is currently dead. Right. VR is doing fine and will grow like crazy and will be massive and it's going to be fantastic. I'm super excited for the future, but we're not in that boom state that a lot of people thought we were going to be. In the meantime, we're still going to need these if you want um, uh, <laughs> multiple displays on your laptop. The original article here is from laptopmag.com and this <laughs> is a Dell patent drawing for a laptop that has the computer in the middle and a foldable display on either side, and apparently some means of like that looks like a rail-on display, dual displaying it or something. I don't know exactly how it works, but it looks pretty cool to me. Um, you know, you can just get USB mo monitors. That's a the thing. They're but, like, like pretty cool and stuff. But that's kludgy. This is uh, maybe it looks like you rail them on, so I don't know how not kludgy that is. And another news: <laughs> Steam no longer supports Windows XP or Vista, so. Windows 7 and 8.1 will continue to be supported for the time being. So suck it, XP and Vista users. 
And I guess that's pretty much it for the WAN show today. Do you have anything else just like kind of random you wanted to talk about or? Are um, we, are not particularly. I'll maybe do the same thing I did last week if that's cool. How'd our float plane stream go? That was disturbing. What even was that? That was James going like this on his booby, but with his shirt all the way I up. I thought he was trying to make like farts and no, just No, no, he was just like Slapping jiggling his... his booby. Okay. Yeah, that was all right. interesting. That's oh, fine. we should probably do some super chats, I guess. Are you going to talk about CES? CES. I have no idea what's going on at CES. Oh. I just like Nick booked all my meetings. <laughs> I'm just going to like, I'm, I'm going to walk in and be like, oh, cool. <laughs> I have a meeting with like the usual suspects, so I'm going to see Razor. Sure. Um, I know of at least a couple cool things from ASUS because our CES videos were shot in the studio like two weeks ago. I know. Okay, but to be it's honest, in, that makes sense. It, it's yeah. and it has always made sense. Yeah, we should honestly. There should be no reason for us to have to go to CES. No, at this point. there just, really shouldn't. They should just ship it to us, and then we'll just forward it to the show floor. Yeah. And then our videos could be better. They could be more well informed. They could be. We could take our time. They could be more information. De- uh, you know what? It doesn't know what they should do. Know what? Know what you should do. Yeah. What you should, should have do? CES at Linus Media Group headquarters. Bring in like Kyle. Bring in Jay. <laughs> bring in Paul. Bring in everybody. You know what? LTX. Let's just turn LTX into like the better CES. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. LTX is going to be sick. All this the creators year. want to show up already, anyways. Those guys better have an update on the blog. Yep. Colton, there is, there yep. is. I checked. Is it, there actually. an update? There is. Yep. All right, there is. Let's do it. Cause last week, last week there was no update. Colton. Yeah, you're good. You're good. You're good. There's two. There's two now. Uh, two yeah. updates. Wait, I think. I only saw one. Okay. Never mind. Colton Potter, January first. Oh, no. Explore. Ve- Wait, what? Hold on a second, Colton. Is this just a picture? What? There's no, no click text. On it, click, on it, click on it. Click on it. Click on it. Oh. Yeah, uh, up, uh, up, uh, click on that. Well, can't I click on this one? But that's a different one. Well, I want to see both of them. Wait. But that's old. That just links to... Click on the new one. Uh, it's just the directory. You just oh, click, click I the see. The okay, it's really confusing. Like, where the line is, it's like, yeah, okay. Like, the title is... Like, this could just as easily be this it and could. this, this picture. Yeah, yeah okay. Well, thanks to Squarespace, <laughs> we can go ahead and change that. Yeah, can Put we change that, list. Colton? All right, thanks. LTX 2019, bigger, better. For previous years, our most important goal was to put on a fun event first and foremost. But being new to the whole event thing, we ended up with a lot of randomness. It was still really fun. Like a hamster ball run. <laughs> it's fun. That was fun. We ended up with a bit of an identity crisis. So this time, things are going to be much more fun and engaging and also more focused. So here's what we're doubling down on. Tech and gaming. I heard from a very small YouTuber quite recently with a really cool collection of retro tech that they're like yeah i'd be like down to come up so we have gotten back as far as i know we are supposed to have gotten back to this person don't guess because it's probably not who you're guessing i've watched a lot of small okay anyway we're 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 getting back to this part we or we have gotten back to uh we will cover your flight we will cover transportation for all your stuff we are going to have a thing we're going to put some money into a booth cool for all your stuff to be there where there's still some parts of the agreement that we need to work on because we can't be liable for the stuff getting damaged and all that yeah. kind of thing. But like, yeah. we, are, we are doubling down on tech, community, and creators. So we're in the process of locking down our first draft of the event layout, but we're going to share that with you as soon as we can. And we figured out most of the crazy booth ideas and are now in the process of contracting companies to build them. So some returning fan favorites include the case toss, and we're going to make it fairer. Um, 
because at the, in pre, okay, for previous, different cases, previous LTXs, okay, the A, there were different cases, but the, honestly, that's not the huge issue because people can pick what case they throw, so that's on them. But the cases would fall apart. Yeah. So they would disintegrate by the end of the event, so people at the end would be able to throw much further. So we are going to uh, plastic wrap them. We're going to shipping wrap them so that all the stuff will still be oh, so there. so the amount of weight will stay the so same. So it'll be the same okay. weight. The dynamics will still be different, but yes. it'll be a lot closer. Uh, what can I do for you, Ed? Your, uh, prompter My prompter remote? Yeah, because it's in your pocket. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Um, okay, uh, the blindfolded, blindfolded cable management will be back, and we cool. have new ideas, like the gaming setup challenge. So this one, you're already going to have everything, but you actually have to build your chair desk, set up your PC, cable manage your whole setup, and then snap a pic. Whoa. It's going to be cool. That will take a while. It'll take a while, but the idea was we wanted things that people can actually interact with for a while, and we're going to do the prizing really differently as well. So on top of a grand prize that we announced at the end of the event, we also want to do intermediate prizes to encourage That's people cool. to, to participate cool. at any given time. I, I know some people do one a day or something, yep. so you can spread it out. We want to do more have than like, one a day. I know you're going to have people monitoring these booths. Is there going to be like a shoutcaster? Is the gaming setup thing competitive? Or is it just one at a time? So it's competitive, but, and there will be multiple ones, but you won't be competing head-to-head, -head, I don't okay, think. Okay, okay. So but it's maybe. like on a, on a grand kind of... Yeah. Okay. So it's so going to be more like leaderboardy, kind of like yeah. the Minesweeper one last year. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we're going to have a headphone testing zone. That's one thing that is so hard to... Like, we, we've almost outright stopped doing headphone videos because it's so hard to get across what they're like. This is very cool. Um, so the idea is that you'll be able to really, like, try in person, close back, open back... Um, Notes to who the Colton, Stephanie, whatever. Lots of cleansing wipes. Yes, please. Uh, complete hands-on PC building workshop. That'll cool. be there. Very cool. We're hoping to end up with at least 50 booths this year. Whew. Plus cool stuff to see <laughs> and do so that the queue times aren't nearly as extreme. Uh, the VR yes. booth will be back. Our goal is anywhere from 10 to 15 VR setups. Cool. I was literally talking to Joe about that yesterday. Yeah. Because we, we only had three last year, and it was it was quite the choke point. Um, there's even talk of a pre or after party. I don't know if I'll be able to attend personally, but, you know. And then, of course, there's DreamHack's involvement. So they'll be handling our... Oh, we're apparently announcing how many seats? Hey. 400-plus BYOC seats. Nice. Mm, 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 mm. There'll be a free play zone, plus more to be announced at a later date. And a free play zone. On stage, we plan to include more segments through both that, of the that days. That means there's more than that many computers, because there's 400-plus yeah. BYOC specifically, yeah. and a free play yeah. zone. And free play zones are usually fairly sizable at those types of events. Yeah. That's pretty beast. Uh, on stage, uh, panels, Q&As, a few surprises. Um, and then we're in early stages of gating creator involvement. We don't want to promise anything, but we can say that having Jay's Two Cents, Barnacles, Steve from Gamers Nexus, uh, Lewis Rossman, having those guys there last year was a total blast. So that is definitely something we're pursuing and definitely something we are already talking to people about. Can we do a, a full playing Q&A? Um, sure. That seems cool. Yeah, there's bound to be someone there that wants to talk to you about that. Just check with Sturf. Okay. I can't I can't promise anything because if sense. there's cooler stuff, you're gonna get bumped. Yeah. But and it might not be able to be main stage, but we could almost definitely do it somewhere. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because we're gonna yeah. have like a creator meetup place and that you could basically do like a creator meetup. Oh perfect. But like float plane yeah, 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 yeah. Float plane base. But, well, we'll because see. we're also gonna have yeah. the float plane people there. So I think it would be cool to like Cool. Yeah. So yeah, it's gonna be sick. And that's pretty much it, guys. Oh wait, I saw, I promised I would do some super chats. Also, uh, can I do my thing? Uh, what thing? The thing I did last time? Yes. Okay. Yes. 
I'm going to do a stream after this. People are going to spam the name of it in chat probably, but it's twitch.tv slash Luke underscore LAFR. It will have a focus, uh, especially at the start when it actually happens, because uh, it seems to die off as it did last week. But it will have a strong focus of float plane Q&A. There's the migration happening. If you have any questions about the migration, I would strongly prefer you ask me there instead of emailing. Right now we have a massive amount of email tickets, a huge percentage of which are just questions about random things about Floatplane instead of getting help about migrating your account, which is totally fine, but uh, we're really buried right now. So I would prefer if you ask your questions to me in in like a chat basis thing. So Where it's easy. other people can hear the answer too. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because we, we might have like 300 right now. So yeah, and there's probably more now. So that's scary. Um, I'll be working is, on that this weekend. This is not related to your topic, but I would like your advice. I work for a company that does home automation and networking for clients. Second super chat. This is fan of fan oof is fan 64. I am on the lower totem pole of the job, i.e. grunt work, running wires and such. I try to do their networking, which they said they're willing to teach me, but the terminologies and all that, and they're, they're all experienced already. It makes it quite difficult for me. My question is, would it benefit me to actually take a course for networking or grin and bear it and try to learn from my company slowly but surely? Um, I would definitely recommend doing at least some basic coursework when it comes to networking. Just having that sort of eureka moment of how exactly the topology works is probably worth the investment. Um, do you, would you feel differently? No, I, I agree. I would be careful about what course you're taking though because if having a uh, certificate or diploma or degree is not going to directly help your career. There's quite a few courses in that stack that will not necessarily help you. So try to make sure that you're picking what course you take as a one-off so you don't take like an introductory course that teaches you what an ethernet cable is. Yeah. Because that is a thing. There's and some really, really basic stuff. Try yeah. not to do that. So if, you, if you're already in the career, I would recommend not wasting your time. If you have, if you want some advice, actually, there's a ton of people with experience about this on the LTT forums. Yes. I yeah. would strongly recommend creating an account there and posting, just posting your question there. Yeah. Uh, Doberman, sorry, we aren't planning another overclocking video in the near future. Uh, Alan, you're welcome for the help. Uh, Fusion Plays, thanks for being a new member. Uh, Dominic says it's 2019. What, what says 2018? People are telling me to change the date to 2018. What? Oh, the stream title. Oops. I changed that. Uh, well, you also like bunged it up after. Oh. So I think somewhere in, in the, the mix, fix it got dropped. It might have been me. Or Who I'm knows? Not, I'm not sure. Uh, Unbox Warehouse says, can I get a selfie at CES? I don't know. Not promising anything. It's got every year. It's gotten every harder and months. harder for me to walk around on the show floor. Yeah. Uh, Parzival, hey, uh, we from Extreme Hosting have sent an email to you guys. Please check it out. Okay. Uh, to who? <laughs> uh, Austin says, I thought your iPhone XS review was pretty harsh, but then I watched Juan Bangnell's video, or however you spell his name. Okay. Thanks. Uh, Alex says it's 2019. Thanks. Hi Linus, I'm in need of a data storage server. Where can I have? or where one where I can have a drive assigned to a person need hardware and software advice um oh boy forum yeah there's some really knowledgeable people on the forum like the forum's Leadeater, great wow Leadeater knows everything <laughs> and he's been there forever he's very very like basically long -term. OG at yeah, this point yeah um BJ AMSE says I just wanted to say I came here to say that I'm going to watch the archive when you're done bye <laughs> 
That's actually uh, pretty great. Mikkel says, I follow you. You should follow me. It's up to you, lol. Other than that, always love your show. And sent $150. Whoa. Uh, I hate to be that guy, but I'm not going to follow because I don't do that. I actually, it's like a total like tr- troll on uh, the Linus Tech Tips Instagram account. We follow only one thing, LTX. And I think I might have actually unfollowed it recently just because like, and Instagram's hilarious. Every time I, not every time I open the app, but oh, that time it did it and then it disappeared. So a lot of the times when I open the app, there's this like thing that's like, hey, you should people you follow will show up here. Hey. And I just don't, no, we still follow one. Guess what? Boom. LTX. Unfollow. Done. Correct. <laughs> follow for follow or or that kind of stuff is, is not is It's not just, cool. we, we, I have never done it once. But it's not legitimate you. anyways, but yeah. Um, Carson, just started watching your channel, enjoying it a lot. Thanks, Carson. Yeah. Uh, then on, yes, we know. It's not the right date. Um, Jack says, I've been watching Forever Guys. Two capitals on Forever Guys. Not familiar with the show. Yeah, me neither. But, uh, <laughs> thanks, Jax. Uh Open 1209, look at the date, it's not 2018. Yeah, okay. Uh, Dan, why would you not start a platform, i.e. Floatplane on AWS, and then revert to your own hardware after? That is a tremendous question. Um, and we are, we actually have reasons. Yeah, insane amount of startup costs for that. Uh, you, you'd just be bleeding through the nose the entire time you're on there. It's also hard to infrastructure pivot that's like a pretty weird thing to do. Um, what we plan on doing once we get it to work is have load balancing set up so that we can bop off to those really expensive services if we get if we get to the point where we can't serve good quality to everyone. And then we'll have time to bump up our infrastructure at the same time. But getting those things all working is difficult. We also didn't necessarily know what scale we wanted when we first started Flowplane. Yeah. There's like there's there's a lot to it. Um, for our part, now that we're down this path, it's much easier to build the best thing we can build and then fall back to CDN if needed yes, during peak because times. we're already a chunk into it. Yep. Yeah. Um, okay, Nero says... It's also like, like no. seriously, you could, you could bury yourself doing that strategy. So it's also really scary. Apparently, Neurotechnology Exploration uh, would love us to check out a video on the future of computing HCI brain-computer interfaces. And apparently their research group has done a bunch of work. So that's interesting. Sounds potentially cool. Uh, Shoe125, this is a good one. Luke, yeah. I made it home. Hey. Last time I did this, I was pretty drunk. What I was talking about last time, I sent a flag to Luke from overseas. No, I immediately recognized Shoe. great. Thanks for the everything. Building a new system. First build ever. Love you guys. Act super chats. I'm actually super stoked that Shu made it home. I'm very happy that you made it home. I know Shu. Shu's super cool. Shu read... sent 150 bucks just now. Whoa. Okay. I can't read the dollar amounts from here. But yeah, you've read Shu's letter. Oh, did I? That was the flag. Oh, that thing. That's Shu. Oh, that was awesome. Yeah. Oh, hi, No, Shu's super cool. How's it going? Glad you made it home, dude. Yeah. Also that. <laughs> Uh, all right, uh, Ben asks, when are LTX tickets for sale? Uh, what a good question. Nick, you don't happen to know, do you? Um, I've had a lot of people asking this lately. We haven't announced it yet. Yeah, okay, sorry, we haven't so. announced it yet. Stay tuned, guys. I think we're still working out some details with DreamHack. Like, as you can imagine, with a partnership like this, there's a yeah. lot of stuff to work out. Who gets how much floor space? Who takes how much of the ticket revenue? Blah, 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 blah. And we're committed to working with them, and they're committed to working with us. Like, we're going we're gonna to get her done. But um, we can't really put tickets on sale until we've agreed on how much they're going to cost. <laughs> so, and I think yeah. um, as much as that, it's that 
um, they have a different strategy for how they launch tickets. Okay. And I think that there's going to be like a a tiered segment isn't the right way to say it. Just like a time release yeah. for tickets. Sure. HR Penguin says, can't wait for our Linus controversy. I sense he'll go full PewDiePie LTE meme reviews for the win. LTE? LTT. LTT. Oh. Um, <laughs> clap, clap, G. graphics card. <laughs> oh, boy. Card review. <laughs> all right. Thanks, John Williams. And that's all the Super Chats we can do for today. We'll see you guys again next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. Holy crap, we went way over time. Oh, yeah. It's almost seven. Wait, no, I won't be here next week for Wen Show. What's going well, on for Wen Show next week? Friday? When's your flight? Because I'll get still... Thursday night. I get back Thursday night? Like, oh. late. I'm, gonna, I'm certainly going to try then. Okay. Yeah, I'll try to be here for Wen Show. Sure. Okay. I can't promise it, though, because I might be, like, sick as a dog. So. Likely. Yeah. Likely. All right. I'll Bye, still guys. be in Vegas. Okay, so oh. you won't be here for sure. Yeah, okay. Or I could, do it, or I could do it from there. We need to figure that out. There might even still be a creator there that I could pull in to guest. Like, I could probably just do this. If you're sick. Because I won't be sick until I come home. Because that's how that works. So, I'll, 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 I'll,